Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's episode, Clay and I answer the question, what would we do differently if we had to start from scratch today? It's a uniquely fun and interesting episode coming your way after this quick break from our show sponsors. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. We've got a unique episode today. Uh, it's just Clay and myself, but uh, if you don't know him already, joining me on the air is my good friend Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Hey, Clay. Hey, man. I'm excited for this uh, this episode. <laughs> I'm excited too. Um, <laughs> so, so a few days ago, I'm just going to paint a picture for the listeners here. A few days ago, you were you were texting me. And um, it was like, I'm going to pull it up. Let's see. Um, You're like, hey, you know, random question. If you were to start over again from nothing, you mentioned before that you wouldn't do blogging or content, um, et cetera, et cetera. What's your short answer to, you know, that basically Mm -hmm. like, like, why do you say that? I responded that no, like, like blog, I see blogging and content as like a marketing strategy, not necessarily as a product. Like when I first started, I thought, you know, I'll just make, I'll, I'll write stuff and, and we'll put ads and, and I'll make billions of dollars. And, uh, <laughs> you know, as most the same, bloggers, the same dream, everybody. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, exactly. As most bloggers and writers know, that's not a great business model, uh, you know, for a lot of reasons. So anyway, so that's not even what this episode's about, but, but you were sending me those messages and, and then literally, so then we're like, well, what if we did an episode where we just talked all about, uh, you know, what we would do differently if we started from scratch. So like I'm mm-hmm. prepping some notes on that or whatever, 15 or 20 minutes before our call today, and you send me this text. Can I read this? <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> you send me this text. <clears throat> Dude, such a weird day today. I let my entire team go today. That was, that was the whole text. <laughs> and I'm just like, so my response, my response, um... Dot dot dot. <laughs> I like didn't even know what to say, right? Yeah. Um, so so that's what we're gonna talk about a little bit today is like this idea of starting over from scratch. Uh because you're literally, I mean, you're literally in some ways doing that. Uh yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it's it's literally happening today. Yeah. I on the day that we are recording this, this is when it actually happens. 
It's nuts. Uh, totally. I did not expect that. Uh, obviously, you said you've had this in the works for a little while. It's not something you just wake up one morning and do uh, if mm-hmm. you're a sane person, I would think. So let's, uh, let's un- I don't know, let's unpack it a little, I guess. Let's, let's maybe, what if, we, what if this episode is, uh, we talk a little bit about why you decided to pull the trigger on that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we can we can go into like some of our just ideas of like if I were to start over from scratch. Yours is very, <laughs> you know, literal, what you would do differently. And then mine will be hypothetical because I'm not starting over from scratch today. Um, but we can just like kick some ideas around, offer some advice and some some stuff to the listeners so that if they are starting from scratch or feel like they need a reset button, then maybe they have some ideas to mm-hmm. work with. Does that sound cool? Yeah, that sounds good. All right, so walk me walk me through where this all started. Uh, this idea of sort of hitting reset. Yeah, so I I want to clarify too. It, it's not like I'm not starting a business from scratch, or I'm mm. not like uh, <clears throat> like I'm not I'm not completely resetting. Yeah. Um. So the way the way we kind of laid this up is okay. Like I'm completely tossing everything out the window. Yeah. Um, and I'm starting literally starting from scratch. Like it kind of feels like that, but that's not what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in fairness, you have done that before. Like you sold I have your yes. share in your agency. We've talked about that on the show before. And it was like, okay, now what? Like I don't yeah. have any of my old business, none no assets, no people, mm-hmm. nothing. I got cash in my pocket from the sale and like now what? Yeah, yeah. That 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 was actually a much different scenario than yeah. what it is than what we're talking about today. Um, so, so, and I'm, I'm super excited to kind of dive into those topics as far as like, okay, if I literally had to start from scratch with no context, no nothing, like yeah. here's what, here's what we could do. Um, but for today, like, like for context of what happened today, uh, so I did let go of my entire team and just for, for context, my entire team, uh, they were all W2 salaried employees. Um, and for, for the last, I don't know how many weeks I've been thinking of, I was thinking of changing up my model, uh, just because from a business perspective, just like doing the math, it just makes sense to change it. Um, and we've talked about it on several episodes before this, how like you, like for Milo, like you have a contractor kind of model, um, I have always done W two full salaried employee model, um, and I think there are pros and cons to both. And I think depending on your situation, one makes sense over the other. Yeah. And and I just kind of I kind of went with what I knew before, you know, because mm, like I, I uh-huh. had an agency in an agency model. Uh, in my opinion, uh, W two salaried employees makes sense. Sure. Um, you know, as long as you have the the, the sales to back it up. Um, for this new model, the reason I I have decided to switch things up uh, and move towards more of a contractor model is because my business model has changed. Um, so I am now more into the consulting space. I'm more into the online course space, um, and just doing the, just straight up math, it makes a lot more sense to have contractors so that's kind of nutshell what happened yeah yeah so so are you bringing over any of your former employees to be contractors are you gonna hire them on a contractor basis or no yeah a couple of them um yeah so uh, that that was kind of the conversation i had with with a couple of the people um was that i will 
still use them, but on a contractor uh, basis, just kind of as an as needed basis. Got it. Um, just because you know, like financially, uh, just for for sake of volume, like it just doesn't make sense to have them on full salary uh, on the books. Yeah. So because they, I, I where I've switched was they were no longer, I guess, directly. Like their roles were more of an internal marketing team now, and they were not directly like their activities were not directly related to revenue. So, so like for example, an agency model, if you have a website designer on staff, they're doing a project where that project generated revenue. Right. Right. Um, in this scenario, they were not. That like in in the the new model that I'm doing, sure they were doing internal marketing things, which therefore, with hopes of generating revenue, like in theory, but it, it's not directly related to a revenue generating project. Okay, so let's unpack your business real quick for people to understand how it's working. Like, how do you mostly make your money? You said consulting uh, and courses. Yeah, so it's it's really it's it's a three 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 parts. Um, we we actually do still do websites. Okay. Um, so that's probably a third of my revenue. Meaning um, website design, website maintenance, all of the above. Yeah, done for you website. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and but we only we only do that like we're not we don't market ourselves as a as a website agency. Like we only do that as a really as a cross sell. So okay. if someone purchases uh, a, a marketing course from us um, or or consulting, and then they inquire about a website, then we say. Yes, we can yeah, do that. Got it. Um, so that's probably a third. Another third is online courses. Um, so we have marketing courses on our, on our website that people could just purchase. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other third is consulting. So that's where I I'm a, like a fractional CMO got it. to to small business owners. Okay, cool. So so the the stuff that your team was doing that you would hire them to do was mostly promoting. Like promoting the courses, but not creating the courses. Is that kind of what I'm understanding? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, all the courses that uh, we have up now, they're all me. You, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so they were promoting the courses, not necessarily making them. Which which maybe there was like, you know, not enough marketing work to go around to make it ROI positive to pay all those people full time salaries. Is that kind of what was happening? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just yeah, mathematically, yeah, that's yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And especially where you know marketing is such a great example of something you can hire a contractor for. Like for example, you know whether you call this marketing or advertising or whatever, but just like promotion. For example, right now I have. <clears throat> well, so earlier this year I hired um, someone to help with some paid advertising for our subscription product called Solid Gigs. Uh, and uh, I just hired him on a month-by-month basis. He set up my some Facebook ads. He's testing some stuff, getting our CPM, our cost per, uh, you know, cost per thousand or cost per acquisition down. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I'm trying to. It's like it's like hard talking to someone who knows all about marketing, and then also like <laughs> talking to the listeners who may or may not, right? Uh, right, anyway, right, so, right. So I know you know all the all the acronyms and stuff, but they were they were getting like our CPMs down. He was getting our CPMs down. He was getting our CPA down. He was bringing in new customers and like trying to help us find a point where we could scale up uh, and, and spend more on on Facebook ads. So we did some cool stuff there. Got to a point where we pushed pause, learned a few things, 
Um, it was, you know, ROI positive, but but I but I wanted to pause for a minute on the budget stuff. In the meantime, I found someone else who would do Google Ads. So we've been experimenting with Google Ads. Like I don't have someone who I'm obligated to pay them whether we're getting results or not. I can bring someone on. We mm-hmm. can work, learn, get results. If it, if I lose money, then like it's like, well, sorry, that didn't work. See you later. And if I make money, then it's yep. like, okay, great. How can we continue to work together in a way that we both can make money? And then it's a win-win situation. I, I really like it. Like, you know, people who have listened to the show before know that I really preach this idea of hiring subcontractors. My whole team are contractors. We still function like a team and we still mm-hmm. feel like a team. And there's like this team vibe. Um, stronger with some team members than others, definitely. But like, um, you know, like there, it feels like there's a core team, and then there's other people who we kind of branch out and have us have help us or whatever. But yeah, yeah, there's there's definitely like value in, especially in like a marketing role or or a role where the ROI has to be there or you can't keep investing in it. Um, yeah, I don't plus know, it's just like, plus it's like uh, I would say more times than not uh, with with contractors, they you know they they're doing their own thing. Which means they typically specialize in that one thing, whether it's Facebook ads or SEO mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so I it's like generally speaking, I would say they're probably more skilled uh, versus someone that you would hire on and yeah. then you'd have to train them how to do certain things and well, because if you're gonna hire someone and they're gonna put in forty plus hours a week, yeah, like unless your business is massive, which neither of ours are, uh and you know, unless you're like a, a huge corporation, you can't have one guy who only does one thing all day, every day for 40 hours a week. It just it just doesn't make sense. You have to have people who do mm-hmm. various things, right? And so um yeah, and so they're naturally going to be like a little less skilled in certain areas, but they're gonna have a broad range of skills, which I love. Uh, yep. I I tend to be that way myself, and I love that in people. However, I agree with you. I have found that like so this guy doing my ads now, it's like he is really great at ads. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I can't pay him full-time to be great at ads, but I can pay him a contractor a contractor salary, right? I can pay him part-time. And so it's cool because he's like yeah. super, super good. And they, and they tend to be more passionate about it. Totally, too. totally. You know, like yeah. employees, like, don't get me wrong. There's, there's some A players. There's some, some B players, right? Um, but man, like sometimes you get them C players or worse. Um, they just want their paycheck. Where they're just yes, yeah, yeah. they're just waiting yeah. for that next payday. Yeah, and so they're just che- they're just checking off the boxes. Um, to where you know, okay, let me check all the boxes to make sure I don't get fired. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's like it's inevitable. Like if you're gonna have a team, uh, of, uh, you know, full salaried staffed employees, like you're gonna have some C players. Like it's yeah, you can't you can't. You can't get away from that. Well, and frankly, you're, I mean, you're going to get that with contractors too. Like I've had my fair share of contractors who just didn't add up and yep. we just eventually went our different ways because it just didn't make sense. Like they they were box checkers. But it's um, a lot easier to... Way easier. To, uh, what do you call it? Um, discontinue that relationship. And I have way... So I have way less onboarding on the front end and I have way less mm. offboarding on, on the back end, right? I can I can... And I don't... I don't like do this on purpose, but I can hire and fire a contractor, you know, one month to the next really, yep. really easily. You just say like, hey, you know, no budget this month or whatever. It's not ideal for a long-term contractor arrangement. Like my best, my best team members who are contractors, we've been working together for years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But they all, but it all starts that way. I never start a relationship saying like, this is for sure going to happen for two more years. I always say like, let's give it a try for 90 days or something. And then we'll both talk and see, you know, how we're feeling. If it's a fit, if it's not a fit, if there's budget for it, whatever, if it's working, if it's not. Like I always start it. That's that, I, I always leave myself kind of a back backdoor exit if I have to. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. It's, there's a lot less emotion. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people calling with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's going to want to take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, because you're not their sole source of income too, right? Like yeah. contractors, they have various clients. They're used to going in and out of jobs and in and out of clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like they're their only thing. You're not providing for their whole livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of, it's a weird moment for me today. Uh, but sure. you know, this is something I've been planning and, uh, uh, you know, I, it just makes sense. Like th- th- there's a, I will tell you, there's, there's, there was a part of, of me that was like, just kind of the personal side of like, man, I don't want to let these people go because like, this is their job. This is their, how they make a living. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's the other side. It's just like, Okay, straight business, mathematically on paper, this makes no sense. Yeah. So when you know when you own a business, like you got to go with the business side straight up, in my opinion, because like I think it trumps on the other side. If because otherwise, like what's the point of the business? You know, like you got to make sure it makes sense. Um. So that's what happened. 
So uh, yeah, it kind of feels like I'm hitting the reset button, but you know, I still got to, my business is still here. I'm still generating the same revenue. I'm just going to do it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. So what's it going to look like moving forward? Like what kind of contractors are you going to hire? You're going to have people creating courses? Are you still going to do the majority of the creating of the courses or what's kind of the vision? You know, uh, as far as the courses, um, I would say that I, I'll, I'll probably still be the, the the main content provider. Um, but as far as like what I'll use contractors for, I think I think I'll use them for transactional things. Like okay, like I will probably still hire my video guy um, when mm. I need videos edited. Yeah, right. I mean, I could do those myself for sure. But like, if I want to save some time, totally. Then I'm just gonna reach out to him and be like, hey. Uh, you already know my style. <laughs> uh, how about a freelancer fee? Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that, or or if I mean I might need like copywriting things like you know just very transactional short term projects is how I would I would use a, a contractor. Got it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean that's that's what even like even like uh, very transactional stuff over the long term. You know, we have someone who edits this podcast. His name is Jonathan. He's awesome. Found him on Fiverr. Mm. You know, so. Nice. Yeah, and he's incredible. Yeah. Um, super fast response times. Like he knows what it takes to to edit a good podcast together. He pulls out all the dumb things we say and the mess ups we have. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I think I think it's good. I think I think so. You bring up a really good point. Like I think contractors are good when they do one particular thing over and over and over again. Hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, uh, for podcast editing, sure. Like. That guy is going to, he just edits the podcast over and over and over and over and over again. Yep. Same thing with my video guy. Like, okay, he just needs to edit my videos the same way over and over and over again. Um, so that's that's kind of what I what I saw was trending with with my stuff. Hmm. Um, and so that's that's the reason why I went that route. That actually is a really great point. It's not like that. It's not that I don't need um, team members who like don't think for themselves. I for mm-hmm. sure need that, right? You need that. I, I want Jonathan to like bring to the table his expertise about audio. And I want him to say like, you know, if you guys did this or this, it would sound way better or or anything like that. Um, but at the same time, I also need someone who can just like hunker down and get the work done. Like I don't need an ideas person all the time <laughs> in a contractor. <laughs> I just, sometimes I just need like a, we need this podcast edited today yeah. So we can publish it, you know. So yeah, it's it's interesting uh, the the different relationships between a contractor versus an employee. I've never had a full time employee, meaning uh, you know, like in the same building, like W two. Which if anyone keeps hearing us say W two and you don't know what we're talking about, it's just a tax form, and it basically just mm. means like a full time salary. Oh yeah, employee. I forget we have uh, yeah international listeners. Yeah. We have a lot actually. So thanks for listening, everybody. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um. Yeah, it's just interesting, like the the different relationships. I've definitely been a W two employee before, a full time salaried employee, so I understand that relationship. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I feel I feel like this is a small victory for me. Like I pulled you over to the dark side, you know, working <laughs> only with contractors. Man, I think it's good. Yeah, yeah. So like, if you if you ever listened to any previous episodes about me saying W two uh, salaried employees is the way to go, 
There we go. <laughs> Preston, <laughs> Preston won, won over on this one. No, but here's the thing. Like, neither of us won. The, the real truth of the matter is, I mean, I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? But, like, <laughs> but like the real truth of the matter is there's no one right solution. That's that's what oh, I love about true. this show. Yeah. It's like I feel like one day we're saying one thing and the next day we're saying something else because we're coaching someone different every time. Every different, Every business is different. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, W-2 employees might work for you. Full-time employees might work for you. Right yeah. now, contractors work for me and Clay. Uh, we, we'll see. Like in six months, you might go, "Oh, I totally didn't see that coming with contractors. I need at least one or two full-time people." And then you hire them back. Like we're, mm-hmm. you know, we reserve the right to change our mind. And uh, and depending on what's happening in a business or what what the business is doing, like totally, it still you know, works. you know, I think I think is uh, I think you're right. Whenever you said like an ideas person, I think an ideas person or someone who needs to think creatively, um, like strategically, I should say. I think that particular role is better suited as a salaried mm. employee. Yeah. Um, so there is this, like, who knows? Maybe in the future, I might go a hybrid model. I if I need an I if I need that type of role, yeah, I would probably hire someone on staff for that particular role. Um, but for all the transactional things, like yeah. keep those as contractors. Yeah, because I have noticed even with my best teammates who are contractors. They're, they're, they still are splitting their time between me and other clients. And so it's like, I'd like you to be thinking about me all the time, <laughs> but I understand mm-hmm. that you can't be. And that's the that's the upside of like a full-time employee is they're not thinking about other jobs or other clients. They're thinking about you and your business and their job all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, if you need good ideas, if you need strategy, stuff like that, higher level thinking, it is a bit more of a challenge with a contractor, most definitely. Yeah. You wanna you wanna switch gears? Yeah, I think it's time. Let's do it. Yeah. So if so, <laughs> the premise of this whole thing originally was like, if we were going to start over from scratch, what would we do differently uh, to to build a successful business more quickly? And and part of the more quickly for me is like I built my business on the side of my day job over like eight years or something. Like that's way too long. <laughs> uh, especially the progress I've seen doing it full time. Like I just should have quit a long time ago, uh, a long time before I was laid off. That, but that paid salary is really nice. Oh man, it's so nice, right? <laughs> um, it's but it's just it's just nice because it's predictable revenue. That's yeah. what that's what you got to build into your business. So anyway, little teaser there. That's part of my thing. If I was starting over from scratch, why don't you kick us off, Clay? What what's one big thing you would do if you were starting over from scratch today and wanted to build a successful business? Oh, dude, there's so many there's so many things that we could talk about as far as like, okay, how would we get sales? How would I market myself? Yeah, yeah. Um, what kind of products I should have? Like, mm-hmm. one thing I we have always preached about, and I'm just going to talk about like what type of product and, and the model um, is 100% I would do I would start from if I was starting from scratch I would stick with a, re- a monthly recurring revenue product yeah somehow yeah. Yep. like that is you can scale you can grow and scale so much quicker with that it's it's insane yeah it's so much harder to do it without it I, I so agree. hard like there is a reason that like every business from the smallest business to to I mean to like Disney. Like you look mm-hmm. at Disney, right? They they make billions of dollars selling DVDs and Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. And yet they start Disney Plus. 
Yep. Where you can get access to all almost like tons of their content for I don't even know how much, like eight bucks a month or something. Yeah. It's um it's insanely crazy. low. But but then they get billions of users and and uh I don't know, they're not up to billions yet. They get millions of users mm-hmm. and and they make huge amounts of money now every month. And they know that at least a certain percentage of those people are going to stick around month over month over month. So now all of a sudden they can hire, they can create new tons of new content. This is why Netflix can afford to make so much new content. Yep. They know exactly how much, yeah. mo- how much money yeah. is coming in. Yeah, And I, I, you'll see this. Like if, if you just pay attention to, um, I see this all, uh, all the time in different forms. And so like I, I have a friend who owns a coffee shop local coffee shop in Little Rock, Arkansas. And I told her, I said, hey, you need to do a monthly subscription for like 20 bucks a month or something like that where people can get unlimited free black coffee. Such a good idea. And she didn't do it, okay? But I was like, this is a good idea. Like, And the reason is because, okay, you, you may or may not make money straight up off of that, but I'm convinced that you would yeah. because black coffee is so cheap to make. Yeah. Um, and every it, time they come in, they're going to buy a pastry. That's they're going to, yeah. 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 The upsell. It's the upsell. And yeah. it, it forces people to come into the shop because like there, there's another coffee shop right down the road from her. And I said, if people are paying $20 a month for unlimited black coffee, they will go out of the way, even though the other coffee shop might be closer to, the, to them geographically at that moment, they will go out of the way to go to your shop because they are, they're already paying for the black coffee. Yep. Panera actually started this. Panera Bread. Really? Yeah. They started a monthly, uh, a monthly like coffee subscription. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, you know why? Because they make money off the food. That's right. And so, like, you'll see this everywhere. Like, people are going to the monthly subscription because that is the way to go. Yep. That's the reason why all these software companies are doing that now, the SaaS yep. model. Yep, yep. Like, Adobe used to be, you know, install, pop in the CD-ROM and install that shit on, on, the, on your computer and <laughs> yep. pay one-time fee. Nope. Like, no, they don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I now pay, like, more in a year than I used to pay to get the disc once, right? And, and mm-hmm. um. And I still actually prefer this. I don't, it's, it's so weird. Like I just, I prefer to just like, but I prefer the small fee every month that I just work into my business expenses. Like, yeah. I think this is especially true if you're doing like a business to business product or service. I mean, it's totally, obviously it works for consumers like coffee, Disney plus, like we, we've shown that obviously mm-hmm. it works if you're doing a B2C. But if you're doing a business to business, especially I think too, it's so easy to justify like, well, Will spending this $25 a month make me at least $26 a month? And if the mm-hmm. answer is yes, then people do it all day long. Like that's that's um that's what we did with solid gigs, you know? Like yeah. I so so well, so let me back up. So here's 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 how I would start, something I would do. And you've nailed you nailed my second point. So let me rewind and then we'll get back to the second point, which is recurring revenue subscription-based stuff. My first point, it might sound stupid. It might sound so dumb. <laughs> um, but like if I'm being completely honest and looking back at my 2007, 8 self uh, and thinking like if I were to start a business over again, I would, I would first make something to sell. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like there's yeah. so many business models right now where it's like, I'm going to start a blog. Well, that's not a business. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become an influencer. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. 
So in 10 years, you might be making some money, but like right now, you need followers and that's not a business model. You know what I'm saying? So so like especially among creatives, you know, artists, designers, all writers. These, all these TikTokers, man, yeah, they're trying man. to like yeah. trying to make that become a TikToker. And you know, I guess that's a new thing, you know, where, where yeah. you say, Oh, you want to be a YouTuber. Uh-huh. Oh, no, I want to be I want to be, be a TikToker. TikToker. And like more power <laughs> to you, right? But even being a YouTuber, like it takes time. Oh, and yes. and in the meantime, um, people, I mean, in the meantime, if you want to make money, then you need to make something to sell. And whether you sell that For to sure. businesses or to people, whatever, it doesn't matter. So that would be my first thing. Like I didn't make my first product until, let's see, what year? 2000 and like maybe 11. So I started, oh, so you, I started you went from 2008? Me. Yeah. So you did it for three years without creating a product? 2008 or 2009, and then I think 2011. It might have been two thousand. No, it was. It was 2011. First product. It was an ebook. I mean, we had some little bit of advertising revenue before that and stuff, but like, it just. If I look back and I'm being honest and I'm like ashamed to say it, I really wasn't running a business. You know, I was blogging mm. and I was like building and following, but I wasn't running a business. I wasn't making money. Um, mm-hmm. And even after the product, like I, I didn't. I didn't keep up with that like I should have. Like it wasn't until so we started making a bunch of money through sponsorships and advertising, which is great. It's still a huge part of our business. But it wasn't until I got laid off, I was like, I need some predictable. <laughs> like my predictability <laughs> has gone out the window now with my paycheck, yeah. and so I need something predictable. And so we launched Solid Gigs. Um, it also happened to add immense value to our audience, so that was a plus. Mm. Um, you you realize that you're you're just having email email subscribers and users. Don't pay those bills. <laughs> that's right. That's right, man. And so that's my first thing is like make something to sell. And then my second thing coming back to yours was make that thing something you can sell over and over again every month. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do have an idea on how to get clients if I were to start from scratch. Yeah. I think, yeah, go, please. So <laughs> that is like, that's like the number one thing we hear about from people who come on the show, people who join the Facebook group. People who write into the blog. That's what mm-hmm. people search for that land on the blog. Like it's how do I get clients and a million variations of that question. So go Yeah, ahead. yeah. And even even those that are listening, this is a really good idea if you're not doing this. So um what I would do is, is so like when people start from scratch, they they kind of like just kind of hit everybody up. Mm-hmm. You know, like just transactionally. And they they try to hit person A, Bob, hey Bob, you want to buy this thing? Okay, great. And then they move on to the next person, and then the next person, and the next person. And it's like very transactional sales, right? Um, what I would do is reach out to the people that you know who has influence over your audience, over a large segment of your audience, mm. right? So, so like, uh, for example, um, so when I first started... I started as a web designer and I was just doing the transactional thing going I was going to BNI I was going to Chambers events and I was <laughs> yeah I was trying to sell to individual business owners like and that was, and move on to the next one. So instead of that um or not really instead but in addition to mm-hmm. I I would I would approach someone who who knows a bunch of those people already. So a, a a commercial photographer or a commercial real estate agent, for example, like if if like those types of people who are well connected into the community and they know 
they know a bunch of people in your target audience, Mm -hmm. get to know that person. And then eventually, you don't want to do this right off the bat, okay? But eventually, you form up some sort of collaboration. And then with the hopes that they will endorse you to their audience. And that's a way for them, for for you, uh, to, to get in front of a whole group of people all at once. Instead of just trying transactionally trying to get sales. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. In fact, I, I love that we're taking this like service, service-based business approach. Obviously, that's what this show is about. You know, freelancers becoming founders, building agencies. So it's all about service-based stuff. But I love something that you said earlier on, Clay, in, in, in that idea, which is a lot of freelancers, a lot of service providers will, will just start hitting up their network or whoever, finding people one by one transactional basis and they'll say hey do you want to buy this thing mm-hmm. um, and actually i think most people will say hey do you want to hire me like if they're starting from scratch here's what's tough is you and i it's hard to like they call this the curse of knowledge it's like hard to unremember the things that we already know about yeah. marketing and about pitching ourselves and about you know freelancing and building a business but i think most people starting out in freelancing and offering a service would use the words do you want to hire me instead of do you want to buy this thing? And and actually that works into one of the things I had, which is instead of selling yourself as the product, sell your solution and your value as the product. And so it's like hire me feels like a huge commitment, I think. Whereas buy this thing feels like, oh, you know, an investment or an opportunity mm-hmm. to buy something of value. And so I, I think that could be even just a small thing if I were something starting Something tangible. Over. Yeah, yeah, totally. A, a, a solved problem, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Like Brennan Dunn says, you, you become a solution company, not a writing, design, marketing, whatever you do. You're a solution company. You sell solutions. And so, so that would be like a really little thing that I would do differently. And I did this early on like everyone. I, I would... You know, hit up a client. I'd say, "Hey, hire me to design your website, or hire me to design your brochure, or whatever." Yeah, I wouldn't say hire me. I'd say, I'd say, like, here are the packages I have. You know, that's another thing we could talk about. We've we've talked about ad nauseum on the show, which is like you need to have packages that people can just say yes to. No more proposals. No more pitches. No, like clients <laughs> hate those as much as you hate those. Just yeah. put a thing up on your website that says. For $249 a month, I will write you, you know, two articles a month or I will whatever. I don't care. Like it has to be like a quick and easy thing to say yes to. And I hate that phrase. Can you send me a proposal? Uh, like, yeah. I, I, like, like no, I will. I'm not. like, just tell me no, bro. Like, come on. Like, let's not waste each other t- each other's time. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing like, you know, 30k, 50k, 100k projects, maybe. But but if yeah. we're talking about these like Monthly recurring revenue projects that we're that we're saying you should be focusing on, yeah, no, not not for no proposal for that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah, and then like from a just from a marketing perspective, like, uh, like starting from scratch, I probably wouldn't get hung up on how polished it is. Totally, I I would just sheer volume, straight up. Like can, the content's yeah. got to be good, but Pump a pump pump a lot of it out, without without being too hung up on the small, like details of like how it looks. That's the same with like all your stuff, right? Like your logo, you can change it later. Your business yeah. card, you may not even need one. 
Um, right. Your website, you'll definitely update it later. Like, just make some progress, get some traction, and get some friggin' money in the door <laughs> before, like, you, like, so many people spend so much time, like, my logo's not ready yet. My logo's not perfect. It's like, who cares? Right. You know? Uh, if you're in business, you got to start making some money. Otherwise, that you're just like I was, just like playing. You're just, this is a fun hobby or whatever. Mm hmm. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are all really good ideas. I mean, uh, if you're going to start from scratch, I like your ideas as well. Um, I really like the uh, the hire me versus buy this this thing. Yeah, um, that's really good. Well, thank you. I, I know we've got um, we've got someone coming up on a call here, but I want to share one maybe advanced thing that I was thinking through, like what I would do if I had to start from scratch and still had some business stuff intact, like maybe some money to spend or whatever. Kind of like you're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. And here's something I would do that I think speeds up the process. So, and I, and I'm, I still may do this. So, like, I've, I've been talking to a lot of friends lately who have like a small product, a $5, $10, $15 product. And they use their content or whatever marketing they've got to drive traffic to that thing. So, you know, you might, you might publish a bunch on social media like you do, Clay, and you might drive them to purchase like an ebook or a small video course or something that's like, again, 20 bucks or less. Mm-hmm. And then you take that $20 uh, that you made off of that purchase and you invest it in Facebook advertising or Google advertising or whatever works for your products uh, to sell your bigger products. So then you would have like a $1,000 thing or a $3,000 thing or a $10,000 thing Yep, and you fund the advertising for that thing from the sales of the smaller thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, I think, um, so often in marketing, early on, we just because we don't have budget for it, we just don't do, you know, we just don't do the marketing, or we do lots of free marketing that just doesn't get a ton of traction on big ticket items. So if you want someone yeah. to sign up for five hundred bucks a month, and you're doing a bunch of free marketing, like you might not see high conversions with that. Yeah. But yeah, but so you true. can see high conversions on a ten dollar product or something, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. so yeah, I think I think you just leverage. What am I trying to say? I think from a marketing point of view, I if I were starting over, I would like sell a thing in the realm of the marketing budget that I have first, save up some marketing budget from that, and then make a bigger thing that I could then actually promote well. I think I think yeah, I think uh, what you think what you're saying is like reinvesting. Yeah, for sure. Right, reinvesting your revenue versus like it's hard because like, like you're poor in the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, so, so you either put on a credit card or I don't know. Yeah, so I, I guess that brings up kind of a like I want to bring up an additional point based off of that. Um, okay, again, so going back from scratch, um, I would not put a whole bunch of pressure on myself with some arbitrary numbers to hit. Mm. So like. You see it all the time. Even business coaches say it, okay? And this is a very debatable thing. This is just my two cents. Um, I don't think that you should like have an X goal that you got to get X number of sales or X number of revenue per month. As long, like, my, You know what my goal is? My goal is I just want to grow. Mm. As long as I did better than last month, I'm happy. Yeah. And so whether that's... 20 bucks more or or ten thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars more like whatever like as long as I'm growing I'm happy and so like I these 
a lot of people say, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a million dollars in sales next month." I'm like, "Okay, like yeah. where did that number come from?" Yeah, and then and, and I ask I ask these people that, and they're like, well, "I don't know, that just sounded good." I'm like, "Okay, well, like." I guess you just pulled it out of your butt, like. But right. what's the what's the real meaning behind that number? What what is that gonna like? What does that mean? And they almost can never answer what that means. And they're like, oh, you know, that's like a twenty percent uh, growth from the previous quarter. I'm like, okay, well, where did you get twenty percent? Like, why does it have to be twenty percent? And they can never answer that question. Yeah. Now my thing is, is like, okay, make sure your bills are paid. Make sure you're growing and make sure you make sure you're saving some. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, like I think just arbitrary numbers to hit that are just made up out of thin air, I think that just puts a lot of pressure on you. And when you don't hit those goals, then what happens is is that you get under a lot of stress because you didn't hit the goal, even though you grew, right? Even though you increased your numbers, but you didn't hit but you didn't hit your goal. That puts a lot of stress on you. And and that will mentally and physically put a toll on your body and health. I will say this. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm just gonna put this out there. Health is is more important than your business. Yeah, one hundred percent. Straight up. I wish somebody had told me that at the beginning. So whoever's listening, please <laughs> take that very seriously. Yeah, I'm with you. And like you know. My thing is like I, I kind of don't care how much I make as long as again I like you said I can pay my bills, um and and my goal honestly is yes to help a lot of people, mm-hmm. but my goal is to not have to go get another job. Yes, you exactly. know like, um, I, I yeah I like I like the business to be growing because it means we're not shrinking because <laughs> shrinking just it's I guess maybe maybe the big takeaway from all of this is like. Business is a long game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so often when you start, you like want to start making six figures in your first year or you or you want to make a million bucks in year five or whatever. Like you're right, all arbitrary numbers. And it's good to have goals. It's good to push towards stuff, but like, you know, it's a long, long-term game. So if you're if you're making more this month than you were last month and you keep that up, you're gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be totally fine. Uh, over the long haul. And you might not make a million dollars next year, but you know what? You don't have to go work in a cubicle and uh, mm-hmm. you're doing work you enjoy. And there's a lot more to life than just than just arbitrary money. Plus the journey's fun. Yeah, you know, totally. Like, like, okay, let's say you hit that big monstrous number at the end. Okay, well, what are you going to do now? Like, yeah. there's, sure, you can go do plenty of other things, but but that's, to me, that's not the fun part. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, that would be fun to hit whatever number that is. But the fun part is the journey to get there. The grind, like that, the hustle, that, it's fun. Yeah, that's the story you're going to tell people. Yeah. It's not going to be, you know, the the end part is is going to be the end of the story, but the real story is like how you got there. Yeah, totally, I agree. Well, man, I think this has been, I think this has been fun. I hope it's been helpful for people. Again, you know, shoot us a, an email at voices at freelance2founder.com. Or uh, hit us up on Twitter. What's your handle on Twitter? Are you on Twitter still these days? Uh, it's yeah, kinda. It's Get at Clay Mosley Live. Yeah, I'm at Preston D. Lee. I don't hang out there that much anymore. Honestly, I check my messages I, every once in a while. And... That's where I get my news. Ah, nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
So anyway, uh, let us know if you like these kind of episodes where we just sort of riff on some ideas. Uh, I feel like it brings out some unique stuff. You know, we're starting to get a lot of very similar questions in the coaching calls. But speaking of the coaching calls, if you've made it this far, you must really like us. <laughs> so uh, we'd love to have you join us for a coaching call on the show. You can visit freelance2founder.com and uh, just fill out a little questionnaire there and we'll have you on for your own coaching call to help you hopefully scale your business. If you're just getting started from scratch, uh, like we've talked about on this episode, we can definitely point you in the right direction uh, for your own business. Some good next steps to take to scale up and maybe build an agency, become a founder. So uh, thanks, Clay, for taking time today, man. Very much appreciated. I think it's been fun. And good luck on the uh, the new endeavor, the, the change, <laughs> might, the pivot. I think it might be fun to up. watch. Might, might, might get some free coaching calls from you. <laughs> I'm happy to help. You know that, man. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, take care. We'll chat soon. All right, see ya. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit M-I-L-L-O dot C-O to level up your freelancing. And Dripify. Visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of The Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at FreelanceToFounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.